And now, two old school guys talking about music and stories about their radio days. It's T-Man and John, the music freaks. Oh, in a Larry, Larry Graham sighting. Very rare. Get ready for uniqueness. Ah. Boy, those songs were unique. One in a million. I mean, just the title there and one exactly. of a kind. One of a kind. It's like, hello, unique. From a Spinner CD I now have in my you uh, do. possession. Thank you for that CD. You're welcome. I found uh, the anthology of the Spinners. It's a two CD set. I found the damn thing for $7. Bing. And I bring it home and I'm like, oh, I've already got half of these songs because of this CD. And mm-hmm. I was like, I know who would appreciate this. You dang right I am. Yes, sir. And my wife will too because she's getting tired of me playing Al Green all the time. Still with the green, huh? Well, yeah, you gave me that CD, too. Yeah, well, you'll never part with the green. No, no, ever. Never. Never. No, Even I'll... the REM CD entitled Green. I don't think you'd part with that either. <laughs> I actually wouldn't. You're correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll take green for 200 green please. Green for Yeah. Ken. How are you, John? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm all right. Um, I saw a movie this week, and it's not even music. But I just had to share this because um, I landed on getting uh, Apple TV for about three months free. All right. And as I'm going through there, I've forgotten that I had uh, heard there was a documentary coming out on Michael J. Fox. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Get a hold of that if you can. You would You would enjoy it simply from what he went through. And then being diagnosed with Parkinson's in 1990. I saw him talking about this. Yeah, and I have it, it made me want to think about my, uh, watching it. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, it really, it's an hour and a half long. But it is so full of information that you probably didn't know about him. Because in the 80s, he worked so freaking hard. And I, I, I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on a podcast. Um Really, could working as hard as he did, could that have maybe triggered it? I wonder. I, I wonder of, it too. But, yeah, but tons of you know people work those crazy, stupid hours. But on dude, sitcom. he was. I mean, stop and think. He's doing Family Ties. He's doing Teen Wolf. He's doing Back to the Future One, Two, and Three. Right. Light of Day. Secret of My Success. I mean, just movie after movie after movie. Doc Hollywood. You know, he had it then, and nobody knew it because no. he didn't display it. Man. I mean, he didn't talk about it until he got on Spin City. Oh, and, that's right. I and then, yeah, and that was a big hit on ABC. And then all of a sudden, he had to leave that role because it got so bad. That's right. And that's when he told everybody. Nobody mm. really knew he Man. hit it well. But wow, you you really got to check it out because it really this. It was like two nights ago we watched it, and it was just really moving enough to talk about it. Well, that's cool. I saw a uh, a music documentary which had a local tie to it. Okay, it was a uh, Parrot Heads. The Parrot Heads documentary, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. And it's about the Parrot Heads. Okay. The, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, yeah. Now, there's this dude who is the uh, officially the king of the Parrot Heads who started the whole Parrot Head uh, concept yeah. as far as everybody getting together and let's do this and let's raise money for charity and like all the things the Parrot Heads do. Sure. And he's, his name's Scott Nickerson, and he said he was working in radio. And so it looked like he was somewhere, like in St. Augustine or something, between okay. Jacksonville and Daytona. Yep. And they show a little pinpoint looking like it's St. Augustine. Okay. Now, he had this, 
I think it's a bit spurious saying that he was voted the number one disc jockey in this area. Okay, well, according to who? Exactly. Maybe the yeah. listener, the, the readers of the St. Augustine Record or maybe, something. And maybe. Maybe there were eight votes. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I've never heard of the guy. So, And it sounds like he would have been in the 80s or 70s. So okay. we definitely would have known if there was some big guy somewhere between here and Daytona. Well, was that his real name? Well, I don't know. But can you think of somebody who was big in the early 80s, not named Greaseman? No. Okay. No. I'm thinking the same thing. No. And so, anyway, he went up to Atlanta, but not to get in radio. He ended up playing in a band. So he was playing in a band. Up okay. There. So anyway, it was, it's, aside from that part, yeah. which I went, huh? <laughs> it was. A, it's a decent documentary, and it just talks about the culture. And it's, uh, it's, it's fine. If you're a Buffett uh, parrot head, on Prime? You, you'll love it. And if you're not, it, it might be like, okay, yeah, what else is on? Yeah. It really might. It, okay. You know, but it's, it's well made. Yeah. It's well made. All right. I cool. thought I'd have a little musical one since you brought us the Michael J, which, you know, he was in movies that had soundtracks, good soundtracks. Oh, at that. man. I know. I'm working with Joan Jett, too, with Light of Day. Oh, that's true. And he also, you know, Huey was in Back to the Future. And he uh, played that little cameo of the teacher that uh, thought they were too darn loud. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> that's, right. that's just too darn loud that's just too darn loud that's right but uh, uh, i you know I, I i had to share that i don't know why maybe yeah, because no, he's it's cool maybe because he's so unique he's part of our culture yes you know certainly and, uh being standing out and standing up for uh for others yeah with what he's uh, suffering through yeah uh unique he's raised songs. he's raised over two billion dollars yeah, for amazing. parkinson's good for him i know I know. The, the uh uniqueness of songs it's funny that the as unique as the idea of a show was we did have some quite unique responses we on did freak a, mail. a lot of freak mails a lot of freak mail yep and so we're going to get that's a those. good thing i do have there are some i would wonder why is it unique but that's everybody's got their own idea of they do makes something unique they do it could be a novelty song it could be something right. real quirky the, i mean or a couple i might have to write them back and go now, why was this unique? I'm not. There's no judgment. I just I'm curious yeah. as to why this sounds different or stands apart from something else. Well, or maybe something unique happened in their life at that time, and that True. song just triggered it. And if we ever do unique too, uh, yeah, uh, we need explanations on some of these, right? Because just, there are some. I have questions. Oh, oh duh! I'm and, not, not and interrogation, just questions. You have questions, and right now we don't have answers. <laughs> so you know. So let's get to the countdown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with yours. You want to? These are the unique songs, unique in the way, well, I guess if you're listening, you, you, you saw what it's about. Uh, unique either in just the fact that it's something unique, it's unique in your life, or it, it was uh, it, it made it, it's the first thing you thought of when you thought of quirky or unique or odd or whatever. Well, my number 10 song is definitely one of those, because when we were growing up and listening to Top 40 Radio 24-7 on the AM, because that's all we had... This song was all over the place because of its uniqueness, and nobody to this day since this song has even attempted to do something with all of these artists and band names and song names and record companies and all that kind of thing. This is just a big old cluster of all of that in about three and a half minutes. Baby Bumble and the Stingers, Martha Hooper, Rachel Singers, Lonnie Mac, a twang and Eddie Hisman, ring, we're going steady, take it easy, take me high, lie, lie, how's a fire, locomotion, poker, passion, deeper purple satisfaction, baby, baby, got it, got it, give me, give me, getting hot, and Sammy's cooking, Leslie Gora, Richie Valens, end of story, my Vista Fuji, I'm a Kamazucha, Rama Lama, Richard Perry, Spectre Barry, Righteous Archers, Nielsen, Harry, Shimmy, Shimmy, Coco, Poppin', Fats, is back, and finger, Poppin'. Now, 
There's no way he could have done that without breathing. <laughs> Take a breath, dude. Wonderful Come on. editing. Wonderful editing. Oh, my God. It was great editing all the way through. Life is a rock, but the radio rolled me by the one-hit wonder reunion. I think that was a precursor of some of those guys who speak, you know, those fast rappers. It could be. You know, I mean, yeah. you think about stuff like that where you're throwing stuff together and sure. the verbal gymnastics that it takes yeah. to even piece that phrase together. And then to see hip-hop guys live rolling out rhymes like that. I know. Like Eminem. I'm trying to think of the guy I met, and I can't I can't think of his name right now. The older One of the older rappers who was known to being a really, really fast rapper. Oh, man. Anyway. Um some of those guys that it wasn't really... robert van winkle was no, it no it was not robert van winkle <laughs> vanilla ice for those who don't know this guy came up to the studio caution i can't remember it, his name. it'll hit you like a truck when we get done it'll recording be... <laughs> and we have everything off and that's when you think home. of it i'll yeah. be on the way home it will be okay number nine number nine so different for this man yeah, why is this different this is one of my questions well, and if I you have listen, can answer it if you listen to all the other songs he's ever done yeah where's the guitar riff in this song well, he, he there isn't one. I know, but he loved his his man Johnny Johnson was one of the great piano players. I understand Johnny that Johnny was always involved in this one. I understand that. Okay, but the sound that this guy right. put out on all of his songs because by this time, this whole album St. Louis to Liverpool. Yep, I think it has a, a little bit more Johnny on it, and more and kind of jazzier. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. But the guitar riffs that we have known and loved from You're this performer correct, are completely gone from this song. Yeah, at number nine. <laughs> that just <laughs> that just goes to show with Chuck Berry, you never can tell. No, there's a guitar. It was a teenage wedding, that's it. And the yeah, that's it. Well. Great, great lyrics. You could see oh, that he was a poet. He had the facility with words that very yeah. few in rock and roll have ever had. Yep. And just was able to put it all together. Goes to show. Immortalized. I had that on the album, uh, St. Louis to Liverpool, when I was starting to collect records, and yeah. then uh, it got immortalized in Pulp Fiction. Well, that was the one. Well, yeah, that's when everybody knew Uma it. And John Travolta was dan- were dancing to. They, they they heard it there as opposed to thirty years or twenty five yeah, years before exactly. that when he actually did it. Right. Yeah, that was, and that was not one of his top tens. No, and that it made fourteen. That's sad. I'm going to re rank. I'm re ranking nineteen. Was you, that what year was that? Sixty. That was sixty uh, one. Was it not? It wasn't that late. Was I don't it? think. I don't. I don't think it was that early. Honestly, Let maybe me, it was sixty. I think it was like sixty four. Because uh, that's St. Louis to Liverpool, and Liverpool because of the Beatles. It's probably why they had that in the title, St. Louis to Liverpool. That I believe was sixty four. But yeah. I'm, I'm so going to do a follow up here. If I'm thinking here. that, if I'm thinking that song's on that album, I can't remember if that was on there now. Uh, sixty four. Okay. Yep. And so. That was certainly later Chuck Berry, and by then he was, I mean, he had been beetled out, you know? Yeah, so big time. Tough, tough for anything to hit the charts. Big time. If you don't have a mop top in a British sure. accent. Got that right. Uh, this is definitely one of those, Is it, it was unique in the style of this song. Still is. Still is. And did we ever hear from this band again? I don't believe so. I'm going to look that up as well, I'll, because I don't think. But I'll tell you, you heard the voice again. Oh, Yeah. Absolutely, we did hear the voice again. Yeah, because but it, was it was on like five hits. Yeah, and it wasn't on anything else that this band did. Oh, heck no. No. Let's go ahead and get this over Hit with. Hit it. That's right, that's right. I'm sad and blue because I can't do the boogaloo. I'm lost, I'm lost, can't do my thing. And that's why I sing. Give me, give me that thing. Give me that, give me that, give me, give me, give me 
Strange. So strange. You think? 1970. That answers it all. You know where it yeah. peaked? Have uh, a guess? Give me that ding. 17. Nine. <laughs> it went to number. N- that had to be a Casey Kasem influence. Had to be. How the hell did that song make number nine? But then again, I've got the 45 on Capitol Records. I sure do. And number nine, the Pipkins, and give me that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and well, if you remember, it, we got to find that one. When did it peak? Uh, that was, uh, well, it was released in May. Okay, so it would have been on the countdown because Casey debuted in 4th of July, 1970. Yes, he did. So there is one somewhere in 1970 of Casey going, at number nine, the Pipkins, and give me that thing. I would love to find it. We got to find that. If one. I do, Mission. you know I'll be Splicing that out big Mission. time. Yeah. Mission. Yeah. Because it would be part of the other wonderful Casey collection. Shake, uh, shake, shake your booty. Like exactly. that one. Just like that You one. can use that on every Casey song. I don't give a damn if you're playing uh, uh, I'm Your Boogeyman. It doesn't matter. You play that. You can play Please Don't Go. Shake, shake, shake your booty. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I would. Shake, shake, shake your booty. <laughs> that's why I'm not in pop radio. Though. Love that. Yes. Yes. Okay. You think, hey, that's weird. Oh. That's about as weird a song as you no. can get, Tony, man. No. Uh, I guess you don't have anything weirder than that, do you? My, my uncle... He scarred me as a child with this song because I think I told the story before. He used to have a record player in the other room of his house, and he would never let me go in that room because that's where he had the record player. And in the living room was the big old speaker. I'm sorry, dining room was the big old speaker. And you had to put up with whatever he played. Oh, he's the one that had Sylvia's mother in there. (laughs) He had Delta Dawn in there. He had Witch Doctor in there. And he had this piece of shit that was in there that absolutely scarred me for the rest of my life. And when you hear it, you might know why. Oh, my And the gosh. flip side of this 45 is the same song, Backwards. backwards. So just imagine this back, which it actually might be better, but... <laughs> Yes. Oh, we have a local connection to this song, too. Remember we'll tell you. when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? First, what year was this? Well. Junk. <laughs> oh, you were going to say something else. I was, but I'm you trying, to, sh- trying you, to clean up my act. You should have. Oh, I'm well, trying to clean mine you up. You left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. Okay, so you think that's weird, right? No? And then. No. Um, they're coming to take me away. Uh-huh. They're coming to take me away. Ho, ho, he, he, ha, ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And- I'm stopping it. <laughs> I'm not even letting him get to the title again. I'm cutting it off before the hook. Oh, really? He couldn't take it. Napoleon the 14th. Another name for Samuels is his last name. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Samuels, Samuels yes, is, born in Brooklyn, New York. Who is the uncle of a guy we know. No Sam, way. Les Samuels. It's Les Samuels' uncle. Oh, we need to slap because, Les. <laughs> I think I already did when he first told me that. Les, is a, he was a general manager at QIK in the late 90s, and now he's been working either his own agency or he's been working for an ad agency in Jacksonville for a long time. Wow. And he plays in a band uh, called Spanky. Yeah, oh, he's been in a band for great, a long he's time. He's a great guitar player. He's trying yeah. to make up, I guess, for Uncle Jerry doing what he did to the public with no, this. And, and, you know, that made it on a major label, too. It wasn't one of those little independent mom-and-pop deals. Yeah. That was Warner Brothers Records. They signed him for this, and in 1966, the song went to number three. I remember I was five, and I remember this song. So I remember my sister's friend singing it all the time. You yeah, know, one of wow. those kind of things. You know, it was such a novelty, 
and it you heard it everywhere for a minute and everybody got so sick and tired of it at that point it probably peaked at three and dropped to 30 the next week who knows i hope you know but napoleon the 14th jerry samuels well i think it went into advertising i think I think he ended up being a marketing okay. dude. Oh, well, he figured which, if that could sell, he could do anything. I with. can sell ice to the yeah, yeah. Inuits. Sure. <laughs> Be politically correct. Yeah, there you go. Ice to the Inuits. That's right. All right. All right, number six, really, could we put anything else in this man's catalog yes, because in this I did. slot? I did. I figured you would. Yeah. I figured you would. But this would be the one that this is well, the not everybody one to knows. Becoming, this is the closest one to becoming a well-known, uh, uh, popular song. Well... And and that was a stretch. Yeah, but it was on. It was a big on rock radio. It was big on rock radio. Top forty wouldn't touch it unless maybe one time at night Ow. during the week they would just say, "Yeah, play it. Let's see what kind of reaction we get." It peaked I, at forty five on the pop chart. I, gosh, right now I'm thinking of the line I should have been playing. I don't want to get shot in the foxhole. <laughs> yeah. Well, who shot in the foxhole? So, Here yeah. he goes. Is this the hook? No. Is there a hook? I mean... I think I put a lot of this in here. It's like a tackle box without a hook. Yeah. I don't know much about dancing. That's why I got this song. Oh. One of my legs is shorter than the other and both, both of my feet's too long. Of course, not right along with them. With them? I got, got no, no natural, natural rhythm. rhythm. Oh. But I go dancing every night. Hoping one day I might get it right. I'm a dancing fool. strange from the from I might the be album, totally wrong but i'm a <laughs> from the album shake your booty yep another S-H-E-I-K, one s-h-e-i-k and yes. then y-e-r-b-o-u-t on his own label frank zappa nobody else would make it <laughs> no they wouldn't press it they're like what the hell is this possibly the most unique artist ever oh, man and, and then he it, did that one with his daughter he did valley, did girl. valley girl that was a that was actually a that actually made hit, it, it? Yeah. 32 yeah Yes, and he yeah. he did some of the most unique things. I just saw, this is a few months ago, with Frank Zappa, I just saw him on an old Steve Allen show. Oh, yes, I did too. When he's playing I, the bicycle? Yes. Is that just the craziest thing? To- so bizarre. And it's a clean-cut Frank Zappa yes. who is like, well, I live and, in California, and I'm just a, you know, he hadn't be- he hadn't become Frank Zappa yet. Steve Allen was almost speechless after that. Yeah, and Steve, and that's tough, because he was one of the best thinkers on his feet he ever. He was. And Frank Zappa, t- just, yeah. well... And, and, but Alan did a pretty decent job of jumping in, but it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Check yep. it out, Frank Zappa, Steve yep. Allen, and uh, they're playing a bicycle, literally playing a bicycle. That's crazy. But yes, that's uh, that's yeah. Zappa. Uh, that's Zappa. Fool. That's Frank. We'll have Frank and another list in just a minute. <laughs> but right now at number five, talk about unique. Yeah, we get, like I said, yeah. I gave you a song, <laughs> and what did I write after Any, that? Anyone, would anyone work. would work. Yep, indeed. Because it's the damn truth from this uh, little four, was it four little four, four piece band out of, out of Georgia. Yeah, yeah, and boy, did they hit the chart in a weird, new waveish kind of way. <laughs> Fridays. Oh, yeah. Is and this I, like done on a garage or something? What is it? This is live, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, I mean, you could put in Private Idaho. Oh, yeah. You could put dance in this mess around. Dance this mess around. I mean, really, you, there's so many... Why would you dance with me? I'm no Limburger. <laughs> 
The bees, when they came out, when they first uh, came out, it's hard to for anybody now because if it's post Love Shack, you kind of go, oh, okay, I get the glitz yeah. and, I, and I get the kitschy yeah. part of them. Uh, but if if uh, you're old enough to remember when the B fifty twos are brand new and that you oh, heard yeah. that song for the first time, yeah, you were slack jawed. You Completely. really were. I, mean, I was watching Fridays, and I think yeah. that's the first time I heard him and went, "What? What, what the, the hell? hell?" It's like that old Steve Martin, Bill Murray uh, skit from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> what in the hell is that? <laughs> what in the hell is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But boy, they, they're still. Uh, I I think Fred and Kate and Cindy might be popping they around. Still do their thing. I, I don't know who's with them though anymore. Right, you just know. a backing band. Yeah, maybe. Well, they're the three now. Especially the brother was the one who kind of had that surf guitar. The one he who did. passed away. Yeah, he but did. But the other three, they're certainly the vocal, the focal points yeah. and the vocal points now of the band. Well, and Cindy went through a real rough patch, I think, with drugs or whatever. Oh, really? And uh, but Kate, you know, Kate's on one of your favorite tunes, I think. She's on. Uh, she's on an REM song. I she's know. on an REM song. Shiny happy. And she also did one with Iggy Pop. Really? You don't remember that one? No. You don't remember Candy? Candy by Iggy Pop? Yeah. Mm-mm. No? I must have missed that day. Came back to haunt me right Well, let here. me look up P for Pop. <laughs> it, let's look up P for Pop. Yeah, Candy. It went to 28 in 1990. No. I'm yeah. 1990, man. I was ensconced in learning well, country music. So. You, you, go dig that up. You would probably love it. Kate does an outstanding vocal on it. She's, you know, when I hear Kate it, like, is just so good. I mean, she really, honestly, outside of the big bouffant, right? She can really sing she her can ass really off, sing, right? I mean, it's a she's gor- a gorgeous voice. Yeah, just yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Let me see if I remember this. Okay, let's go a side quick side track. Afternoon, nineteen ninety-five. What? My heart with a flickering torch. No. Hang on. I had a dream. No, I don't remember that song at but all. But she, but she really started singing there as it, as okay. it keeps going. But uh, no, I missed, I missed that song. Yeah, ah, oh. slipped through. Amazing, it did, huh? Yeah. Wow, I thought for sure you would. The nineties, there was a lot of, in the nineties I might have missed. Well, you got into the country thing, and uh, I did. The and rest really is history, as they say. Yes, yeah. exactly. Thirty-three yeah. years later. All right, so now we're in the top four, and here's another one of those songs that John hates. I know you don't like this one, so I figured I would just go ahead and say that. You've made me play this twice. Now. I have, and I'm gonna. This is the third time now. Third <laughs> time's a charm. Is it a charm? No, really? Come no, on, it's a curse. No, it's not. It's a history <laughs> lesson that nobody to this day cares will do about. One. Oh wait, no, a that they do cares about. This sounds just like number ten. Well, it, but it's not. <laughs> so they're not unique. Yes, this is unique because this is a history lesson. This is not a bee bop on in the singers, not the hoop or Rachel singers. That no, it's not its, that. That had its own history there. It was well, the history of rock and roll. Yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. From 1989, number one song that oh, you hate. All right, Billy Joel. Yeah. Oh, I think this is live too, sorry. Okay. It's all right. It's still good. It's Billy Joel. Fred Merch, Fred McMurray. <laughs> I'm dying over here. <laughs> uh, Marilyn Monroe. 
I, I did like the fact uh, she starts fires or did. Yeah, yeah. Billy said he always wanted to put Belgians in the Congo in a song, and I think and okay, he did. That was great. He good, did. Good for you, Billy. Joel. You know, he doesn't like the song either. He likes uh, he likes the the lyrics, but he he hates the like beat the musical arrangement of it. He says it's just so blah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that, that's fine. I mean, I found the the novelty of it really cool, and I knew a lot of people were having homework assignments. Yep, uh, and like kids were getting homework assignments to to chase down these lyrics. Yeah, ones who were in high school in nineteen ninety to uh, that to was that. their report. They had to go ahead and sure. and say what was he talking about? Belgians in the Congo. Did Belgians? They, did in the, they know? No, Belgians? They, no, they had to look it up uh, back then in an right. encyclopedia until he put it in a song. They're thinking, what the hell is that? <laughs> Exactly. You know, so see, he made th- he made people aware. I will not. I, he educated I, folks. I tip my cap to Billy Joel for that. There, okay. Well, at least we got that out of we you. We got that out of me. Yeah. Number three, you can get this out of me because that Dude. is funky. Talk about a guy who is un- so unique. He had his yeah. own segment. The first person to have their own segment here on this podcast. Yes, he did. That we solo isolated him. Yeah. Uh, and then you take all that fun. I mean, and we had people bringing in songs. We had, what, I don't know, 30 different songs that oh, people yeah. loved about this guy. Yep. And then how do you make the most unique one? This is, I mean, a piece of this, a piece of that, and you merge them all together, and other people could not make this work. Trippy Tripperton, man, I but was. But he sure did, and it went all it went all the way to number one. Did it really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Here we go. Go, go, go with a smile. And only he can get away with it. I know. Let's do it. Do it. And then, uh, and then that funky, snarly yes! guitar comes in. Of course. How do you do that? Uh, he does. He does. Old Prince. Prince with Bat Dance. Wow. Yeah. I heard Danny Elfman was you know, going to do the score for the movie. Uh-huh. And uh, then they said, oh, yeah, and by the way, Prince is going to come on and do stuff. And Elfman's like, I'm going to end up, by the time this is over, I'm going to be Prince's arranger uh-huh. or his conductor. And I'm like, right. ah, he didn't think he wanted to be a part of that. He was just getting started yep. doing scores and stuff and yep. thought, mm, yeah. no, this is going to be a conflict just because he's Prince. And I'm yeah. I'm a guy that used to be an Oingo Boingo. <laughs> yeah. But Danny Elfman definitely grew into his role and, oh, yeah. and did some wonderful scores and still does. Yeah. 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 But when you got Prince doing one, you're like, I'll, I'll be in the other room. I mean, room. just, you know, we knew it was going to be a huge movie, uh, the first Batman. Right. And then he does this, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Yes. What a weird song. It was so weird. And it just so took off because everybody was digging it just like they were digging the movie, and, and Michael it, Keaton being Batman right. was just, and now I still say he's the best one. I liked him. I did. Uh, I thought Christian Bale was great, but um, yeah, Val, I Val, liked Val that Kilmer one. did all right. Um, but William Frawley was my favorite. <laughs> Jeez, wow! Could you pick somebody more off the map? <laughs> Hire Rick. <laughs> Hire Rick. I got the cape. I, you know, I, I'm going to tell you now. When I came up with this idea for the unique show, mm-hmm. this was the first song I thought of at number two. <laughs> This really was because and now. Now, why is this song unique? Well, all right. Stop and think about how rocky the band is. Right before all the wimpy ass pop ballads they came out with Ugh. in the late nineties. Ugh. You but know they were always a blues based. I mean, they were like but a, they were okay. The American yeah. Zeppelin. To me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But not just the bluesy part of it. Right. The lyrics. <laughs> There's so much innuendo in this song. Innuendo? I mean, it's like, okay, where are it's you as going with this? It's obvious as a flying mallet. It is, well, it is because it got played on rock radio. Pop wouldn't touch this song. <laughs> no. 
they wouldn't come even close to it with a 10-foot pole. Ah! Hey, or you t- like that or one? Or 10-inch record. Hey. I'll need strangers one more. I leave my best chicks no sense. But I'd rather get her going. And I give out my big 10-inch record. Band that plays the blues. So good. Yeah, band that plays the blues. So good. She just loved my big 10-inch record of a favorite blues. Oh. Yeah, swinging with things you, know, you, things you don't hear often. Swinging with Aerosmith. You're swinging with a big 10-inch. Hey, now. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what? Hey. Hello. Number one. Had, sorry. Is is that off uh, Toys in the Attic? Yes. Okay. As good as that Aerosmith tune was for uniqueness. Mm-hmm. You're not going to top this song in my book. <laughs> you're just not. It's tough. Radio didn't want to play it at first. The hell, the producer, the record company, they didn't want to put it on as, as a single. I'm, I'm as not the, hearing a hook. As the, I'm not hearing a hook. I'm not hearing a hook. And who the hell wants to listen to this for over five minutes? Right. <laughs> and, and this is the most normal part. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Mm. Caught in a landslide. No escape from reality. And then it comes back like 20 years later. Or not, well, not maybe not 20. Yeah, that was 76, but close. 75, 76. So, but 1990, Wayne's World. Wayne's World comes out. Yep. They put that in there. It's a huge part of the movie. And once again, it's it peaks at number two. And then they put out the, the Freddie Mercury little biopic yep. thing. And then it zoomed it again. It jumps again. It is now, for the longest time, it was the third most downloaded song recorded yep. in the 20th century. Yeah. Now the third most of all time. Yep. That was before, when then when the movie came out when Bohe- and, when that came out it became number one. You know what number two was at least at one time. Uh, now number two uh, from them? Bohemian Rhapsody is number one most uh, downloaded song recorded in the 20th century. Okay. Number two was it from them? No. Oh, okay. Journey, don't stop believing. Yeah. And number three, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. Nice job, Queen. But you know. How do you think, after all the success they had from that, how that record guy felt and how their manager felt? Well, you know, they just, had to have a clue because, like, Killer, no, they Queen, didn't. Killer Queen came out two years before then. Yeah. And that was bizarre and it had its own But it thing. was very short and they figured, okay, we don't have yeah. to edit this. Yeah. And you're, you're going to have to edit the hell out of this. Where, and where do you edit? Right. Or are we going to play all 555 of it? Where would you edit that? Nowhere. Exactly. Like, you just play it okay, because you, it's funky and cool. You played Hey Jude, didn't you? Right. All 706 of that. I mean, that was like six years before that or mm-hmm. eight years right. before it that. It was close enough that people were going, well, in American Pie, a lot of people played both parts one and two. Well, they did. So, uh, Boy, talk about a frustrating song that is. Yeah. American Pie. If you own the 45 of that song. You had to flip it over to hear the last four minutes. Yeah, what did you do for the 81 seconds it took for you to do that? Like, you know, hum or something to yourself? I, I never probably, understood. I probably yelled. I never owned the 45. I, I've got it. Because heaven knows we heard it every 13 minutes back yeah, in the day. Yeah, we did. So I thought, I don't think I need a copy of this. I'm, I'm hearing it all But the there's time. another record company, United Artists Records. They put this thing out on a 45. And you've got the first four and uh, 420, 410 yeah, and on the first side. Out. It fades out. It's worse than an eight track because now you have to flip the damn thing over. You just can't click the button and you have to play the other part of it. 
It's like, wow. That was the dumbest 45 ever. Yeah, was that the dumbest 45 I, ever? I really believe it. Yeah. I do because... I think so too. I mean, you take an eight-minute classic like that, which almost made my list, by the way. That yeah, almost did. that truly was. But the, to do that to the American public, the consumer, mm-hmm. uh, oh, man. Yeah, blue <laughs> language everywhere. Flip it what over. What the hell? I got to do what to this now? I want to hear the rest of it, but damn it. But hang on. Hang on. My adapter popped out. And Q burn it. yeah you know you really want to get i know that was the other part too side two side two faded in it was just like an eight track yes it faded. It was just like an eight track helter skelter in the summer swelter that's where it started on side two oh my god too funny what a pissing match you know (laughs) okay that might be the most unique 45 while we're talking unique records the unique 45 where they fade out a song (laughs) mid-sell and you flip it over yeah so there's a lot you know you're going to have a gap the day the music died. No, the day the music faded so we could flip it over and hear the second part. Fade it back in. It's so stupid. Dead gum. And that was technology back in the day, ladies and gentlemen. That was number one. <laughs> number one hit. I want to hear your top ten. I, I, hold on. Is there a seatbelt on this chair? It's not so... It's Do not I as, need to strap in? It's not as crazy as you think. No? Okay. No. There's, right. I, and I tried to keep it with people, most songs that people at least knew or artists at least people kind of knew. Oh. Because I could go to left field and just be gone. I know you could. You know, and I know a lot of people can and do that You'd stuff, be like but. a ball in the tall weeds. <laughs> <laughs> just like the, you watch the U.S. Open. It was like watching Ricky no. Fowler on the back so, yeah. on, the, on the final day. Now, see. Every, every, one of his, every one of his shots landed in the tall grass. Wow. Let me do but he's my still stuff. making big money. Oh, he's fine. Any he, golfer's making big money. Now Ricky. that Liv is, you know, that whole thing. No, don't get me started. What a, what don't a cluster get me there. Started. I'm not a golf guy. So. All right. Here we go. My top 10. All right. And, and what I think is, uh, this is my only foray into jazz, because I love some jazz, and so, those things are just unique beyond belief. Of course they but are. But this guy, this guy, uh, he was with Miles Davis, but this guy took this, and, and I don't, the thing I think that makes it so unique, he took a song that was so well-known at the time. I mean, he took a song that at its peak of being well-known and, and said, you know what? I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into this song and make it sound almost like it, but then I'm going to add a little bit more to it. So you, maybe you'll get the real meaning of this song. Because when you think about that song, My Favorite Things from Sound of Music, yep. you're, and now people play it at Christmas oh, or whatever. Yeah. Cr- uh, at whenever. That, yeah. that song was basically her in the middle of, oh, here come the Nazis. And and so she's trying to think of pleasant things, but right. she's in the she's in the middle of true hell. Yeah, you know. Oh and, yeah, and the, you know the whole thing. Sure. And so John Coltrane grabbed it uh-huh. and adds so much sadness yeah. to it. He stretches out some of these notes and it sounds so somber. And then he adds a little cool little thing here. Just the whole, just I'm not gonna get real music geeky on you, but those two chords he goes from is from a minor to a major, which we never have to know what these chords are. We just know it makes us feel different. Right. And that is just a big kind of a jump where you're like, oh, why am I so discomforted? Yeah. And John Coltrane found the sadness in that song that Julie Andrews, I guess, you know, it wasn't her role to pull it out. And that portion right there, where it just breaks down to the piano there, that's Charlie Brown. Oh, sure. 
Yeah, I mean, that, it that was is, from the same thing. Vince that, Guaraldi was from that, that's that same totally, school. That's totally, yeah. totally that soundtrack. Yeah, that early that's 60s jazz. That's, that's background for all the cartoons. <laughs> right. It really is. It's got close. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going from a major to a minor. No, but it's Charlie still, Brown. No, He's but, keeping it positive. You know, I'm, I'm just, that's what I hear. I, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what I hear. I, no, this is great. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So anyway, that that's unique in the fact that he took a song that everybody was singing with pep and verve and now sing, still sing at Christmas. And he went, don't y'all know what kind of hell she was in? <laughs> yeah. Anybody in this room? Yeah. Can, can you me? figure that out? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is the writing is on the wall there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, this guy's uh, this guy. Uh, this guy. His immersive show is coming into town. Uh, he gave his life for tourism. Oh, yeah. Now, yes, when I die, yes. I don't think I'm Nut. Don't want no fancy funeral. Just one I go get done. He could have won a Grammy. Buried in his jammies. Yes. Buried in his jammies. Yes. Gave his life for tourism. <laughs> and, and here he is. The, only re- the one reason I put this in is because of that. The King Tut immersive thing is happening here in Jacksonville. It now. is, yeah. And the same people that brought us uh, Van Gogh. And that Van Gogh was amazing. Yeah, I heard that was wonderful. It was wonderful. And so uh, they're doing that now. So when this came out, King Tut was touring. The yeah. King Tut exhibit was touring America <laughs> at this time. I mean, back in 1978 when Steve Martin puts out King Tut. Yeah. And uh, it was yeah. that was quite unique. And now the fact it's unique that they're selling. Because there's a line in that song where they say, he gave his life for tourism. Yes. I remember thinking that's one of the funniest lines I did, ever. I, I've always thought that that was the funniest line in that song. <laughs> I've always thought that and, way. And then here he is again being immersive. Yep. And Tut doesn't even get a penny of the royalties. No. They're dis. They're, Tut's getting treated worse than Little Richard in 1958. <laughs> Man, Tut. Uh, Tut needs a better agent. No lie. Okay, you had Frank Zappa. I did. I've got Frank Zappa. Okay. And my story with this. Okay. I was. Uh, we were in humanities class. Yeah. In my senior year, and I was kind of known as the guy that knew the music, you know, and was yep. a music junkie. Go figure. And so. I know, um, right. So what a stretch. <laughs> so uh, my teacher asked me, hey, would you bring some records in? We're going to do a thing on popular music. Uh-huh. And would you bring some records in all different genres well, sure. of music? Oh, yeah. And John like, had all of it. I did. And if I didn't, I my sister had it. Right. Because I had two older sisters. I still do. And um, <laughs> yeah. And so they had some cool stuff, some weird stuff. My dad loved some of that uh, f- crazy jazz yeah. from the early 60s. So yeah. I had some of that. Okay. And um, and my mom liked R&B. So I had a little bit of everything in my house oh, and, wow. and show tunes. Um, and so I wouldn't admit to that. I'm well, not, my, dad, my just, dad saw My Fair Lady did. on Broadway and brought it and brought it home. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Blame it on pop. Blame it on my dad. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, my sister had the 200 Motels album from uh, Frank oh. Zappa, the soundtrack, yeah. to 200 Motels. Uh-huh. I had Lonesome Cowboy Bird on it, but <laughs> that wasn't weird enough for me to play in class. I bring it, and I'm playing all these other songs, and um, I don't know why I picked this one, but I picked it because it was avant, really avant-garde. Yep. And I said, so here are the Beatles, and here's uh, Bread, and then here are the mm. Carpenters, mm. and then here's some jazz. And so I'm playing the very palatable, listenable music. And, and I then said, here comes Frank okay, Zappa. And now, if you don't know, there's a lot of avant-garde music that's at now, which is a little a little odd. And, and she goes, oh, yeah, go ahead and play some. So I play this one. This Still to 
I, I got looks from people. I, I bet you did. I mean, guys I, and, and girls that I had gone to school with since seventh, seventh grade, I don't think they've spoken to me since. No, because they really thought you were a sicko at that point. It's like, gosh, we thought we knew John. Weird guy. And then I, I was looking, and everybody was kind of turning around and looking at me, and I'm like, I don't love this stuff. Yeah. I'm just playing it for I, you. I didn't write this. <laughs> This isn't my from my heart here. I'm not getting a royalty check for playing this in this class. This town's a sealed tuna sandwich. It's a sealed tuna sandwich. So there you go. So strange. Takes me all the way back to high school, believe yeah, it or not. Yeah, so strange. Okay, at number seven. Yep. I, I don't know this song too well, but once I learned about it, I thought this is the creepiest song ever written. <laughs> this is the oh. Bowies and Timothy. Yeah. I, can, I, yeah. I could have included this. I'll tell you why. Tim. Yeah. They, they got trapped in a mine. Yep. And we they hear, were, it was and, all about cannibalism. And then we found out Tim didn't make it out. No. And it wasn't because he suffocated. No. That band's from Syracuse, New York. Oh, my God. Did you know the boys? Yeah. Yeah. B U O Y. B U O Y. The boys. Yeah. Uh, you know who wrote that song? Tell me. And I, 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 I hated the other song he put out, which everybody loves Rupert Holmes. Oh, Rupert! I Rupert, do you like pina coladas? He goes Holmes? from he goes from cannibalism to pina coladas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was tired of my lady. He was. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the buoys. Yeah. Timothy. Yep. They All played right. a lot of gigs in Syracuse. Oh, that's amazing! A lot of gigs. Syracuse's very own buoys. That's right. Here's Timothy. <laughs> uh, at number six, just because this is the most beautiful music to go along with the most Irish of accents. And he talks the whole time, and I've never heard a travel log make me want to be somewhere so bad. Oh, I have the feeling I know who this is. The one and only Van. Listen to this music. Coney Island. He's just going to talk the whole time. Coming back from Dine Patrick, stopping off at St. John's Point. All day bird watching and the crack is good. Yeah. And the crack is good. Is well, that what he said? Yes, it's crack. It's C R A I C or K. It's it's a word for a conversation. Right, now, now, now it's please, an Irish word. Now please tell me, because I just had a horrible thought. What? Is that the only spoken word you have in this whole list? Yep. Thank God. Which one did you think? No, I'll tell you is, when you get is done. Is it in somebody's list? I'll tell you when no. Okay. I'll tell you when you get done. Spoken word. I'll tell you when you get done. All right. I don't want to go there right now. Okay. Just continue with And now on with John's I, I, list. Here's my, oh yeah, I got a footnote for one of yours, and then there's a, okay. I'm writing down footnote for spoken word. Yes. Okay, just so we don't forget. <laughs> we get remiss sometimes. We do, okay. A little. Okay. A, a little? <laughs> there, there was an album that came out from one of my all-time favorite artists. It came out in 1971, mm-hmm. and basically he says, I dare you to like this album. Okay. I mean, I dare and you, you. And you do. You do, but you, you wonder why. But you do. do You're you, sucked do, into it. Do you personally? I like some songs on it. Okay. Some of those are just a little too much for me. Maybe if I was 19 in 1971, right. I'd have liked it more instead of being 10. Right. But uh, this is the album called There's a Riot Going On. Ah. From Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. Had Family Affair on it. It sure did. But this best, album. Best funk song This ever. is... Ta- he, 
was the most stoned album possibly. Well, that's saying hello, something. Hello, Sly is stoned all the time. And that says something for 1971. He was out there. But an album that says, I dare you to like it. Yeah. I think that is unique. And well, yeah. he made me he made me like most of it. Sly is unique. Yes, indeed. At number four, you know, you they got you got your acapella groups. You know, back in the day, yeah, you had those acapella doo-wop bands. You, you know, sure most did. of the times they would be acapella. Yeah, and then uh, you got these new bands like Straight No Chaser. Those guys come out and can kill, right? And you know, playing the the voices and and having the beats and everything in their yeah. mouth, right? Well, does, does somebody does a rock does a rock superstar make an album like that? Only if your name's Todd Rundgren. Oh, so this is Todd Rundgren from the acapella album, <laughs> where every noise is Todd Rundgren's voice. Every, really? every single, single voice. Stinking, every stinking... Every sound. Every sound. Isn't that amazing? What's the name of this album? Acapella. Wow. He does use a How little... many tracks was he using? Way too many. And then it's one of the catchiest freaking songs he's ever yeah, written. Yeah. If I gave you just a bit more time, So the whole album is like that. Wow. Where he plays every song. He does a great job, a great cover of uh, um, Spinner's uh, Mighty Love. Does he? Yeah, he does a great cover of I Mighty would, Love. Oh, I gotta look that up. And he's got a true acapella sound song called uh, Hoja. Hold you, please. And it's all Todd. I mean, it's like seven huh. layers of Todd. And he's always done, like Prince, played right. every instrument right. or 90% of the instruments right, on right. all of his albums. Right. Uh, but that one, it was all Prince's, uh, all Todd's all Todd. All Todd all the time. Wow. Okay, number three, we work our way to this one. And you know, we don't get much yodeling in these parts. We sure don't. Ba-ba. A big one, hit. This the, is a big hit. It was huge. By Focus. Yes. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. And yeah. they're from, uh, I don't know, Germany? No, they're Dutch I, or maybe? I'll, I'll, Belgium? Let me look them up. Wait a minute. Keep playing Focus. The band was called Focus, Focus. and the song was Hocus Pocus. Yes. And yes, that's yodeling. Ba-ba. And the guy I saw him on the Midnight Special, and he was he was yodeling for sure, man. That's a yodeler. That's a that, that right there, my friends, is a yodeler. We call that a yodeler. It went to nine. God, my goodness. Yeah. Amster- Amsterdam, Holland. Holland. They were Dutch. Yes. The Dutch. They were. Spreaking the their, Dutch. Their names were Jan. This. Is there a this? this yeah. Martin and Hans. How did Martin get in there? <laughs> Expatriate. Yeah. Maybe. And then they had a follow-up to that, which was an absolute brick. Called Sylvia. It went to eighty nine. I bet there ain't a whole lot of Sylvia being played on the only person that, playing that is when Paul Borsier does yes. uh, girls' names. Mr. Borsher. He'll have one that peaks at eighty nine on this show. Yeah. That would be it. All right. Her name is Sylvia. Uh where am I at? Number two? Uh focus was Number three, two. I do believe. How yeah. can you take a, a song, suck all of the soul out of it, which I love the original. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it sucked. You know you suck all of the soul out of it. <laughs> And you think, well, how? What are you going to do with it then? Okay, and it, this a, is it. A new soul jumped into the old carcass. Ah, I mean, it's the most bizarre thing. That how can I like these two songs that were so disparately, yeah, recorded, yeah. but it's the same exact freaking song, and leave it to David Byrne 
and of talking course. heads. Of course. Tell me I'm, I love this Because this, he don't sound like Al Green. No. Take Me to the River was one of my favorite deep cut gems great from song. Al Green. It's a great song. And then when Talking Heads come out with this, yeah. at first I'm like, oh, blasphemer. Yeah. Blasphemer. <laughs> I was yelling at no. the radio in 1978. No. And now you love it. By the third groove, I'm like, this yeah. might be my favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And yep. we've heard from this guy at number uh, number one. We heard he's on your list. He might have. Oh, he, I know he made another list because uh-huh. I remember the name of the song. Okay. But anyway. Anybody that can have, when we talked about this, when we did the solo episode on this guy, yep. anybody that can write a, have a song recorded this stinking funky, and you ain't got no bass in it. Yep. yep. No yep. bass. None. Not one. Keep no. looking for the bass. No, it ain't there. there. No, that's a kick drum. That's not a bass. When doves cry, yeah. possibly the only... No bass. Song with a with a drum that has no bass. No that, bass. That was ever number one. No bass. Incredible. Whatsoever. So that's my most unique song. How Very can, good. How can you be that funky I and know. not have a bass? Yeah. That's my That's question. it. Number yeah. one. I know. How about that? Oh, I know. Very, very, very cool. It's time for Rapid Fire. Here we go. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the song, and it was written. These are all songs that were written by other very famous people. Oh, boy. All right? Mm. I might give you, I'll throw you an easy one first. Okay. Okay, we'll start with here. I had to give you a preface. To it's time for Rapid Fire. Private Dancer, Tina Turner. Oh, shit. Oh, you don't remember who wrote that? I'm kidding. No, Sorry. I don't. All right. These might be tough. I'm ho- David Bowie? Nope. Uh, no. Was it somebody she worked with? Mm, yeah, I played on that song, actually. Played oh, on it. They played on it. Yeah. Mark Knopfler? Mark Knopfler. Yeah. You are correct, sir. Got it. Got um, it. Yep. It's going to take some time by the Carpenters. Oh, why would I want to hear... Wait a minute. A Carpenter song, huh? It's Let's... going to take some time this time to get myself in shape. Neil Sedaka? Nope. Herb nope. Alpert? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't you buy the Pussycat Dolls? Somebody we know wrote that? Yes! You got me by the short and curlies there, okay. buddy. I want to dance with somebody, Whitney Houston. Oh, Yes! Oh, I used to know this, and I should still know it. But as you get older, your bra- your brain does funny things. <laughs> don't they? don't it though? Don't it though? Who wrote that one? Boy meets girl. They wrote that. Yeah. Huh. Waiting for a star to fall. How about that? The at the time husband and wife team. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And they want to dance with someone. I did not see. I did. Maybe I didn't know that. Yeah. I I did not. I, know I did that. not know that. No. That is, who wrote that Carpenter song? That is one, Carol King. Oh. You were close. You had a Brill Building writer. I should have guessed. You were very With good Neil at that. With Neil Sedaka, I should have guessed. And you had a better. private dancer with uh, Mark Yeah, Knopfler. Mark Knopfler. It, that took a minute. Don't you buy the Pussycat Dolls, written by the one and only CeeLo Green. Oh, damn him. <laughs> you know, if you've ever seen CeeLo, of course, I know you, you see him on The Voice and all that stuff, live from Daryl's house. Oh, my gosh. What a great episode. He did. That, that man can sing his ass man. off. I can't go for that. One his on, version of I can't go for that and one on one. And one on one. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, that was a great episode. That sure I was. Thought. I, I thought, I, yeah, he did so a great strong. job. He was, oh, man. Even, you know, without all the production you would hear these days and that kind of stuff, right. you're thinking, okay, well, he can only hit those notes in a studio. Bullshit. <laughs> watch, him, watch him do it in Daryl's house. He's all over Daryl's house singing 
so good. Mm-hmm. So good. I thought that was one of the better episodes of Live from Daryl's House. I agree. I thought that was wonderful. I thought man. it was really, really good. The Jason Mraz one was good, too. Oh, man, that was good. Yeah. Uh, they were Billy on a, Gibbons. On a, that was a good one, too. They were on a roll there for a while. They really were. I, I The guy from, uh, uh, dang, what's the dude's name? From... Uh, Del, uh, hey Soul Sister from Train. Oh yeah, Pat, Pat Monahan. Pat, yeah, yeah, Pat Monahan. That one with him, and they did. Uh, yeah, uh, that was good too. Wait for me. Wait for me. Holy cow! That yeah, was and you don't get to hear "Wait for Me" that often either. No, it's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's time to check the freak mail. We heard from you with unique songs, and you got plenty of them. Yeah, from Gman and John at gmail.com. Thank you so much for emailing in, folks. We certainly do appreciate it. We even have a whole family doing one. The fam. The fam. The family that emails together. That's right. But we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. You start wherever you want to start. I'm going to start with... I'll try to chase it down. My wife, Kim, actually did a list on this, and that blew me away because she emailed me so quick after she knew what the topic was. I'm going, huh. (laughs) (laughs) You're surprising me, aren't you? And one of... One of yours made hers. It did. Yeah. It totally did. And I told her, which was really funny, too, when she sent me her top three, when I actually thought of one of the other ones. Oh, okay. And then I never put it on my list. Gotcha. But she has Cats in the Cradle at number three. Uh, Number two. I got number two. Oh, sorry. I I got Life Life is a Rock at number one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Life is a Rock. There's the reunion song, B.B. Bubble and the singers. Yeah. And then number three. And number three. And why was it unique to her? Did you ask her the, the why? Just the writing of it and, okay. and just the whole story. Who the hell plays the rubber band? Who? But the spinners. The spinners. What a great song. Hey, if you need it, I have it on CD now. You sure do. I've got the anthology, you know. bitch. Just let me know. <laughs> So there, I'm good. Right. I'm covered. I've got I've, I got about 18 versions you of the win. Rubber Band Man, including the full album version, which is 724. That is a yes. That's a lot of Rubber Bands. And when they finally get to that boop 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 boop, yep, you go, yep. You kind of have to catch your breath. You do because you get in the roll and you don't know when. They're well, you're stop. playing so much with the Rubber Band, you just lose your. Well, that's true. You know, prepare yeah. yourself for the Rubber Band. You man. have to prepare. You really do. You have to prepare for if that. There couldn't be a more truer song. You have to prepare yourself. You do for the Rubber Band Man. You truly do. Okay. Um, where are we heading? Linda BG. Yes, I'd like to ask her. I've got. Um, yeah, I've got the her. I've got her namesake uh, in, in here. Do you? That's the question I have. I wonder why that would be. So uh, she had the the wreck of the Evan Fitzgerald. She did, and 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 then she brought us uh, some Dolly. She did. Coat of many colors. Beautiful song. Yeah. Uh, just a wonderful song. Yes. Uh, but then the yeah the top one I think she did this just because it's a BG song. Well, I'm I'm with her on that, but yeah. why is this unique? Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Okay, first, just alone. First twenty seconds of this yeah. song, it's worth the price. Of well, yeah. The beautiful, beautiful orchestration. It's a great intro, and maybe because Robin sang lead or something. That's why. She, maybe. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She's a Listen huge to that. Robin fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I'm going back. Massachusetts. Maybe she liked the way he said Massachusetts because people up north say it differently. <laughs> if you follow me. I hear you. If you follow, you know, over there. Uh, yeah. Doid Street. And then they, uh, they'll they put a T in the, instead of the C-H. Boston. Massachusetts. There's an A in Boston? I didn't know that. Did you? <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I, I did not know that. I did not know, but and I, I don't know why that's unique, but I think it's a wonderful song. Yep. 
with uh, Robin singing lead. Well, Robin sang lead on, uh, what was it, on How Do You Mend a Broken Heart? Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had a few. <laughs> I can think of younger, younger days. days. He always had that ad- adenoidal uh, kind of voice. But he, what a beautiful voice. G-Dog, her husband. All right. You got G-Dog. To the G! To the G! I got number one. Ah, good one. Yeah, because I wasn't about to hit number three. Oh, no! No! <laughs> I, I could have picked that one with a big old bet. I would have guessed it, yeah, but yeah. I don't want to hear I, it. I knew you weren't going to play Pac-Man Fever. Yeah, number three. By Buckner and Garcia. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Took two guys to write that crap. Hey, you know what? They had a lot of tokens. They made some serious money. <laughs> and they made some serious tokens on that song. I, you know the reason I was upset? Because I was writing a bunch of songs back then and trying to have fun with them. And, you and, like, and I get... didn't write Pac-Man Fever. Uh, right. I was so pissed I didn't write Pac-Man you, you Fever. You couldn't get anybody to respond to you, and no. yet they get and a then... major <laughs> song out of it. Oh. And it's like... Right. Because of a video game in 1981 And or so I, I wrote one called Asteroid Typhoid. And it didn't work. Nothing, it didn't go huh? as far as Pac-Man Fever. I don't know. The, I don't know what happened there. I mean, even I don't Re- know. even Reby Jackson had a hit with Centipede. I mean, come on. <laughs> I thought Asteroid Typhoid was going to be a wonderful uh, follow-up. Asteroid, but Typhoid. nobody ever wrote me back uh, on that one. Damn it! They just don't know. And, and I know they're sitting there wanting to edit Bohemian Rhapsody. And I had, and you're uh, just, yeah, you know, I had Tetris Rubella, and nobody would write me back. See. Things like that what happen. Do they, what do they know? I think it's all in the timing. I think you're right. Well, speaking of timing, G-Dog's number two. Good God. Oh. That was total timing for C.W. McCall. Mercy. Another advertising guy. Yeah. What's, you know, these advertising guys know yeah. they put their finger on the pulse of America, yeah. just like uh, that we're coming to take me away, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, get, think, I think he was an advertiser. Got that convoy rocking through the night. Oh, well, he oh. crashed the great gate doing 98, say, so let them truckers roll. See, but you know it. 10-4. It's still stuck in your head. I actually like, I thought that was a, I like that song. I wasn't a CB nut, but I, no. I did, I thought that song was fun for yeah. what it was. You're a nut, all right. Okay, speaking yeah. of nuts. Oh, Mr. Walsh. <laughs> Joe. I lock the doors in, in case, case I'm attacked. attacked. Dun, dun, oh. dun, dun. Yeah. I love the fact. Well, I, I love the uniqueness of that song. Is it, that yeah. He's poking fun. That he's at poking himself fun. And the rock and roll lifestyle. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Joe Walsh. <laughs> Thank you, G Dog. Oh, man. Appreciate that, it. And I, that song, too, is another one. You can go downtown, hit Crystal, maybe wash your car on the, on the album version. Oh, yeah. Oh, eight, eight something. Great long. And then that boop, yeah. boop, 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 that breakdown uh-huh. last forever it does Mm -hmm. bill had some uniqueness for our uh show today and i actually uh i actually did uh get number one oh did you yeah okay just hoping casey would have to have said it oh my lord no Mm -hmm. there's no chance in hell he would have no chance in hell but uh he had a couple of uh mentions which enigma sadness part one Indeed, you know, you, very cool. Just song. like we don't get much uh, yodeling around here, we don't no. get many Gregorian chants in the top. 40. We get sadness, but not that. Yes, that's correct. Correct. Sir. Do we get sadness? Yes. I don't think we do. Well, not in the no, in not that on, sense. Not on our show. Well, uh, another honorable mention: Paranoia, Art of Noise. That was funky. That was certainly unique in yeah. its own. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, that's a great pick. Very much. Nice so. job. Uh, the, his number three is. Uh, the Cocteau Twins, mm-hmm. Carolyn's Fingers. We can only imagine <laughs> what those fingers look like. Go YouTube that. Bjork is number two. 
Bjork herself could be. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just say Bjork and you're there. You're waiting and you're thinking of her wearing that swan suit or whatever mm-hmm. she was wearing at the yeah. Oscars or something. What it's oh so quiet. Yep. That track. Mm-hmm. And then of course number one from the purple one. Yep. And a song maybe you haven't heard in a while. Because this was it ever? Did it, did it just show up on a compilation or something? Or is it, it like a? It, I, I, it, it's like a seaside. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm gonna. I have to research this a little bit. I I've, I found it when I was only finding this music, and yeah. I saw it's on a collection of some sort. Yeah, it's a. It is, and it's like. Is yeah. it one of those that they found in the vault? In the, it might be vault stuff. Yeah, maybe. Okay, now he's saying a lot about sex, right? Uh yeah. I, from what I heard, <laughs> you know, rumor has it he's saying a lot about sex. No, you saw it on the Jack You Off poster or whatever they had at, their, at the uh, record <laughs> at store. At the record, at Cal's Records. They're playing the Jack You Off I from hear, the Controversy album. I hear the new album. I'm hearing yeah. Jack You Off, and I think, hmm, who's, <laughs> <laughs> who's that? I wonder what we're in for for the next two decades. <laughs> and here's his big hit, Cream. <laughs> now, here's the... Uh, no, here's, Cream was a smash. And Cream is, uh, uh, it's, uh, that's one for the kids compared to this one. <laughs> If we want to back it up. This I'm is, about to say, what do you... This is vanity. <sighs> I think that's vanity. Oh, probably. Or Apollonia. You know, he, he did have his way with the women. This song's called Orgasm. Yes, it is. <laughs> Except for the feedback, that's pretty much dead on. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I have I, to sit I here think, now. I think Bill wins. I have to sit here Not now. Not that this was a competition, but I think Bill wins. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's probably what he wanted to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he wants to be the winner. You are, sir. Yes. Um, that That's funny. Yeah. Um, I, I can't even. Wikipedia doesn't have anything on it. They, they don't want to mention this song. They, they don't want to mention no. it. Actually, I think it's on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's on some collection. I found it on YouTube. Of course you did. And it showed the album, and I thought, wow, I've never, ever in my life heard this. Ever. All right. We'll get back to that. Oh, yeah. Another footnote. Prince. Footnote. Yes. There you go. Yeah, write that down. I I got three now. Yeah. Good. Uh, Let's have the whole family, shall we? Come on, Mackies. All right. The Mackies. Here's the Mackie family. Hey, Katie. All right, we start with Katie. I got number one. Okay. All right. All right. Number three, I'm surprised you didn't pull number three. I know. It's R.E.M. and Superman. I am. I am Superman. Mike Bill's on the lead singer on that one. Yep. I love number two. Yep. Love it. Got that short skirt and long jacket. Our friend's Cake, who, cake. who, who had a song with just a trumpet and a drum. Yeah. I, and I, if I would have thought of Cake, I would have put a Cake song in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a great, great one, Katie. Thank yep, you. Very good. And number one is by Baby Bird. Remember that tank top you bought me? You wrote your gorgeous on it. You took me to your rented motor car and filmed me on the bonnets. You got me to hitch my knees up. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and pulled my legs apart. I've got a Prince, hey. I got a Prince song for you. Hey! <laughs> you, could, you could drop the moaning right over that. You really could. <laughs> 
Oh, it's called You're Gorgeous. You're Gorgeous. And her honorable mention was by Blur. Nice job, Blur. Park man. Life. I, was a, I like yeah. Blur in their 90s days. Yeah, yeah. Mom Suzanne. Mama. Hey, Suzanne. She, uh, she is quite... I got, number one. I got the bottom one. I figured you would. Mm-hmm. She is quite all over the place. I love it. it I do, too. I do, too. Her number three is uh, I'm Ennery the Eighth, I am. I am. Herman's Hermits. Yes. Pizza Noon. Yes. He actually does talk that way. I met him in I'm, 1989. I'm Herman from Herman's yeah. Herman. But such a cool guy. He does a show on the uh, 60s yeah, channel. Yeah, he does. On uh, Sirius XM. Yep. But he he's... tells stories. Stories. And they all sound... Ex- I mean, his voice is exactly like that. It is. Yes. Yep. Good guy, though. Uh-huh. Number two, she was walking like an Egyptian back in the dun, 80s with dun, those bangles. Yep. Certainly. And that, her, that's the one with Suzanne Hoff's uh, uh, The Whites yeah. of Her Eyes. Of course. Yeah. And number one. Every guy goes nods at this moment. Is right down John's Avenue. Mm-hmm. We go from the whites of their eyes to. We go to, from that to a badonkadonk. Keeping perfect rhythm, make you want to swing along. Got it going on like Donkey Kong. Shut your mouth. Don't, don't, don't slap in no grandma. Much. What the hell? Really? You hate to, but one of the great lines in there, you hate to see her go, but Lord, to watch her leave. <laughs> and, to get, and to get and to get Donkey Kong mentioned in there. See, yes. these damn video games keep coming back to see, haunt you, buddy. Tetris Rubella, I thought I know. would have been a big hit. I know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Papa Pete, he has quite the list. Um, oh, pa- he just had one. I, I missed. I and missed. that was it. And oh, you mi- shoot. Did you miss that one? Yeah, I slipped oh, it. I thought that was an honorable mention. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was an honorable mention. But, no, that was Pete. But Pete. the Coasters alone would, yes. have, would have made it, once again, one of the more unique bands ever. Well, and this the song Coasters is very unique, would make too. you laugh, and Little yes. Egypt goes right with the Walking Little Like Egypt. the Egyptians. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Thank Pete. you. Sorry I've skipped to your Little Egypt. See, Pete, that's John's fault. Uh-huh. And I take no... My name is my name and my my blueprint, my just, fingerprint. Just stop it. None of it's on there. Just stop it. It's all John. I'll take it. Every bit of it. I've got broad shoulders. And then the original audience of one. Yes. Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. He's got, uh, which one do you have here? I got, oh, I got number one. Uh, of course you do. Yeah. Of course. Uh, his honorable mentions. Did I include those? I see you? them. Uh, no, I didn't get an honorable. Oh, yeah. It was uh, yeah. Squeezebox. Squeezebox, yeah. the who. Yeah. The Fox, what does the Fox say? Oh, gosh, I was never going to play that one. Or Gangnam Style. You weren't going to play that either, were no, you? No, it would have been before what does the Fox say, though. Yeah. And before this next one. Oh, dear God. Oof. And even he said, if Oof. you don't want to mention it, don't. Okay, we won't. Tiny Tim. You did. And I won't even, that, that's as far as I'm going there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a hit. An well, actual hit. Thanks well, to freaking. He's hanging out with Napoleon the 14th, probably. <laughs> Martin's laughing. Hey, if, if you can have a hit on Warner Brothers, I can too. I can too. He, what a weird cat that guy Totally. Yeah. Getting married on The Tonight Show. Yeah, Miss Vicky. Yeah. Do you remember that name? Miss Vicky? That was his wife's name. Yeah, I know. Thanks. I don't know why I remember. Be- that. Useless trivia. That's me. Stuck in the craw of John Scott. Yeah. Number three on Matt's list uh, Brimful of Asha by The Corner Shop. I don't know. That, that, that was a good one. That's right up there with Matt's. Yeah, that is Matt. I mean, that is Matt's. That's uh, <laughs> Bill's. Well, they are friends. It's right up there. So with I mean, you know, yeah, hanging out at the weird music shop. Yeah, those those are the guys that 
They were always in the corner. He always wondered, what the hell uh, are they listening to? Uh, I'm just trying to find a Marshall Crenshaw album. Well, of course guys, you were. Their eyes are going to listen to Brimful of Asha. <laughs> Number, I know those guys. Uh, I, that's why I love those guys. They're uh, like my idols, but I never could go there. And, you know, I wasn't cool enough to listen to that right, stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. Violent Femmes at number two with that blister in the sun. What a great song. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Mary in Palm Coast said anything by Violent Femmes. She said that on Facebook. Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And uh, match number one, you know. It's hard to get country when you're from uh, London. I was driving home early Sunday morning through Bakersfield, listening to gospel music on the colored radio station. <laughs> Only Mick can get Only away Mick. with listening to gospel music with on the, the colored radio station. The Stones, of course. Oh, man. And the so preacher cool. said, you know, y'all. Now, how they can pull parody and true stone country at the same time? Yeah, because he's being stupid on this one, being the, well, you know, the southerner, in which is an awful southern accent. And then he, they go into the chorus. When you die, I mean, you're like, holy cow! They could have been straight up. Yeah, they could have been Poco or something. Well, because they were, it was amazing because they love country music. If you're hanging around Sly Stone. There's no telling what they could be on before doing that. <laughs> That's true. So there you go. The Rolling Stones and the girl with faraway eyes from yep. some girls. And I thought that was one of my favorite songs at the time on that album because it was so different. Well, yeah. And I love it. And Hello. Keith Richards loved country music so much. Unique show. Keith Richards showed up. <laughs> yes. He showed up on a, uh, it was a salute to country. Yeah. Um, they were making one of those salute to country sh- uh, albums. Okay. Uh, the rock and rollers would come in and play right. on these, you know, back when everybody did a tribute album. Right. So these guys, these old singers and players, they thought that uh, they were getting upset because, oh my gosh, the rock and roll guy's coming. Keith Richards is coming to play on this studio thing. First, he'll be five hours late and then he'll, you know, he'll be a diva. Mm. Keith Richards walked into that studio, knew every one of those guys by name because these are old, the old Nashville cats. Yep. And he walks in and tells them every song they played on, and he, and they, he goes, "You guys are my idols." And he said he got, and he was there like twenty minutes early. Yeah. And got there and like was just in awe. He was in awe wow. of all those cats in Nashville Funny. because Keith Richards is a huge country music fan. Yeah. Yeah. And there you go. There you Our go. Our update on the Rolling Stones. <laughs> now, back to the countdown. Now, back to the countdown. <laughs> Number 22. And little Jen's email. Hey, little Jen. She says, this week top. This week's topic is right up my alley. Uh-huh. Love me some novelty songs. Uh-huh. Her honorable mentions. Oh, I got number one because I guess I used it already, but we'll do it again. You did. Yeah, we'll do it again. But her honorable mentions are Fish Heads by Barnes & Barnes. Barnes & You know who was in uh, Barnes & Barnes? Barnes. And Barnes. <laughs> And Glenn Cohen. Barnes. <laughs> no, That's and, a local law firm. Yeah. They're not a sponsor. Forget them. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so uh, the guy who was in Barnes and Barnes yeah. was the, the, the bratty kid from uh, Lost in Space, Billy no. Moomy. Oh, really? Yeah, Billy Moomy was part of uh, Fish Heads. Ah. Pretty sure. I okay. mean, Barnes and Barnes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Barnes> Fish Heads. <laughs> we want to have a name band called Fish Heads. Uh, uh, yeah, there yeah. you go. And have a song called Barnes and Barnes. About that. And Cohen. Because uh, I'm a Blonde by Julie Brown. Yes. Julie Brown's some funny songs. Uh-huh. And of course. Hey. A. Good day. You got to take off, eh? Hey, you hoser. Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, man. That's a funny Take one. off with Getty Lee singing the chorus. Number three. Should I admit this on the podcast? <laughs> 
I have the single. <laughs> I knew you did. <laughs> and I still remember the label, too. I'm so sick with that stupid shit. Hey, Mo. Hey, Mo. Yeah. I said a wop, 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 wop. Atlantic Records. They got a major label to do it. Dang it. It went to 15. See, once again, I was writing songs, trying to be funny, and I couldn't yeah, come up with this one. Because you weren't in the, you were you were off Tetris land somewhere. I was, I was somewhere. in te- the Tetris Rubella. You weren't doing the curly shuffle with uh, jumping the saddle. I wasn't. I know. Shut up of your face. Ah! John Dolce. That's somebody you. Uh, hey, some, you got hey, to know respect. Hey. hey! Number two. Yeah. And number one. Yep. He we, gave his life for tourism. Now when I die, <laughs> don't think I'm a nut. Don't want no fancy funeral. Just one like old King Todd. King Todd. Yep. Buried in his jammies. Yep. <laughs> got a condo made of stoner, she put got in parentheses. Con- yes, that was the tag. Yeah. Got a condo made of stoner. And she also, she wrote on her email too. She says, please ask John how many times you rolled your eyes or went, ugh, for me. <laughs> on yours? On Jen's. A- actually, Jen, he was very good with yours. Yeah. Now mine, a different story. Well, yeah, I could do that all day long with John. And some of the other ones, yeah. Uh-huh. But yours? Yeah. I think that was actually one of the most palatable lists Tony uh, set up with. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, would you say it's okay? Yeah, it was How many right. eye rolls? How many eye rolls did you get on uh, that? Maybe on Curly Shuffle. Yeah, but you own the damn record. You had to own up well, to it. Well, shut the hell up now. <laughs> Please don't hold that over me like Sweet and Innocent by Donny Osmond, oh, for say, God's sake. What did you say? You want to hear Sweet no, and Innocent No, I did not Donnie? say that. Okay. No, I didn't. It takes me too long to find Thank it. Thank you. But it's in here. It's buried. Oh, me, go, me, go, me. It's in the coffin with King Tut. <laughs> Uh, cousin Leah. Hey, hey Leah. Cousin she Leah. says, howdy. And, uh, number one, of course. Yeah, of course, number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. And I, I, I have a follow up to that, too, by the way. Okay. Her number three is, uh, well, I should say, uh, honorable mentions. Let's go with the mentions first. Uh, right. Taco putting on the Ritz. Yep. Now, say, talk about an eye roll. Talk about an eye roll. I'll roll my eyes at that. 1983. One. Yes, it is. Thank you. The streak. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's the only one to put that in. And Ray Stevens, certainly yeah. the king of uh, the novelties. The Purple People Eater, Sheb Woolley. Yeah. Yeah. How about Good that? Old Sheb, 1957, 58? All uh, right, late 50s, yeah. yeah. Boys Don't Cry. I want to be, be a, a cowboy. cowboy. That was 83, you too. You be my cowgirl. Tony Basil, Mickey. Oh, yeah. 82. Doom, doom, and Missing Persons Words. Yep. Yeah. Which we play when we have Mr. Lyric sometimes. Yep. I can't hit the notes like she does, though. No. Away. Maybe if you had uh, duct tape on your, well, forget it. I don't, I don't know about that even. Okay. Or if I was a honorable BG, I don't know that I could. <laughs> Whip it, Devo number three. What a weird video. What a strange <laughs> That's video. Funny as all crap. <laughs> funny as a hundred videos. I would sit because I, I hate videos. You know, I really. I hate know you videos. do. I would watch yeah. MTV hoping Whip it would come on because I think that is hilarious. With the it butter. Is, oh my the bowl, gosh! It is the bowl so. And, oh, I know. It's so out there. I, it I really wanted is. all videos to be that way instead of <laughs> a bunch of good-looking Brits with bad yeah. haircuts standing in the rain out in the farm, which is like ninety percent of MTV in the eighties. Yes, you're right. Okay, Monster Mash. Oh. Wow, how about that for a little quirky novelty tip unique of the kind cap of thing. to you, cousin Leah for a Monster tip, Mash, man. A tip. And her number one, oh. the guy who believes in uh, lawyers, guns, and money. Werewolves. Yes. Walking through the streets of Soho, Soho in the rain. You know what he was looking for? Yeah. Looking for that place. Looking for the place called Behold Folks. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein. You're gonna howl? I kind of was with him in the background. Okay. I was singing backup. That's true. I was like Linda Ronstadt. I was singing backup. You were the backup. 
And, and he did Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me. I he found, yeah, he, he wrote, wrote it, yeah. I found a greatest hits of his mm. while I was rummaging through piles of CDs. And I put in on Tony Man Radio, Lawyers, Guns, and Money, just because I had to. <laughs> you know the origins? <laughs> he was actually on the, he and his buddy were on the back of a pickup truck. Because he would go to Mexico sometimes yeah. and just go get really blindingly drunk. Right. And next thing you know, he found himself there. He and his buddy found himself in the back of this makeshift pickup truck, and they're riding in the middle of nowhere to go to find some drugs or something, or go to some party. And they're looking at each other. He goes, "You know, you know what's going to, you know what our next, yeah. the next thing we're going to do, we're going to have to call like his lawyer or his uh, his buddy, his manager, and go. You know what I'm, you know, you know what we're going to tell him? Send lawyers. <laughs> and his buddy goes and guns. And then Warren says and, and money. money. Yeah, yeah. And he thought." Ah, oh, there's a hit. And then he said, I went home with yep. the waitress. <laughs> he did. The way I always do. do. How yeah. was I to know she was with the Russians, too? That's <laughs> Warren Zevon wrote some of the greatest songs ever. Yep. That that's simple. And and he uh, David Letterman was a huge fan of his. Loved him. Yeah. Had him sitting with the band, and then when he was he was literally dying, he came on one last one time. One last time. Yeah. Yep, just like Norm MacDonald did. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that was one of the greatest ever. You got Paul Borscher sitting over there. <laughs> I got Paul. Mr. Borscher. I got Paul. And and Paul gives us, uh, where the heck is that one? Here it is. <laughs> he gave me that one. Oh, gosh. I don't know why I recorded that much of it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to make some room over there. Some memory needs to be. Uh... Paul, Paul's got three, and one of them was Earache My Eye. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. He goes, the first half of the song is actually a pretty decent rock riff, and then you get the scratch record, and the rest of the recording is a spoken comedy record. Yep. Well, that record took an abrupt turn. Um, yeah, it did. Uh, the White Knight by Cletus Maggard, which was another one of those CB craze uh-huh, songs. Uh-huh, it sure was. He says, uh, the first time I heard this record, I thought, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, you get changes in voices, changes in tempo, and uh-huh. a laugh that sounds like Muttley from uh, The Wacky Races. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> That. And then number one, Johnny Get Angry by Joni Summers. The first time she's ever made it onto our podcast. Yeah. And probably the last. Yeah. He said <laughs> it's not the fact that Joni wants a caveman for a boyfriend, which is one of the lyrics in the song. Right. It's pretty funny. It's the fact that the recording makes heavy use of this instrument. Care, really care for me. Uh. Are we going to get to the solo? Uh. Every time you dance with me. Yeah, yeah, okay, Joni, Joni. He probably pl- he plays this on his show, doesn't he? Yeah, probably right next to David Bowie. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like spiders from Mars, right. <laughs> and then he plays Johnny Get Angry. Give me the biggest lecture I ever had. I want a brave man. Caveman. I want a caveman. Johnny, show me that you care, really care for me. Okay, now bring the damn. Yeah, I know, right? John. There we go. There it is. Kazoo Boy. As far as we know, yeah, the only song with a kazoo solo. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I thought maybe Paul McCartney played kazoo on uh, Ringo's "You're 16, but and evidently didn't do it. that wasn't a kazoo. That was no. Paul sounding like one with just his mouth. Going, well, he did. <laughs> he sure as hell pulled it off. Hey, dang, I thought it was a kazoo. All the and time. see, now after that song, Paul on his show would probably play "You Know My Name." Look up the number. <laughs> By the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's got his show. Uh, it's uh, all different. It's on every Monday from 4 to 6. Boy, talk about bowling balls in a trunk. Yep, and that's what he signs it now. I know. Paul, he puts Borscher. <laughs> host, B-B-I-T-T. <laughs> oh, it has initials now. He just goes with the initials. Nice. Acronyms, baby. Great, baby. That's what we're doing. Oh. Yeah, very good, Paul. Thank you. 
Is that the end of our freak mails? Uh, we got one more, one more, and it's from oh 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 oh. oh, oh, oh. oh. It's from Amy. Oh, hey, Amy. And uh, Where's that app, Amy? Amy's supposed to be working on an app for where she works. Yes, and, and evidently it's a, it's a coming along quite well. Well, uh, yeah, because they they're, they're pressuring her to get it done. I know it. She's Come a, on, she's Amy. She's a genius that way. Well, yeah, see? So here we go. She had um, she had a Bare Naked Ladies, if I had a million dollars. Okay. All right. And then she had Putting on the Ritz from, Tac, from Taco. <laughs> I want to call him Taco. Ugh. And then uh, uh, your favorite song, Great. Don't Worry, Be Happy, which I'm not playing. Oh, thank you. And then. Oh, Amy, why do you bring that freaking thing in? And then you oh. can call me Al was another one. Dun, 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 yeah, it did not become a hit until Chevy Chase, Chase got in the video with it. Did the video. And then uh, this is the one she also had in there. Okay. Not It's not too often you have uh, a, a, some swamp music about a person that's. Uh, swamp? You know, people are going missing. Down in Louisiana where the black uh-huh. trees grow lives a voodoo lady named Marie Laveau. She got a black cat tooth and a mojo bone. She looks like a hottie. Anyone <laughs> who wouldn't leave her alone, she go. <laughs> Another man done gone. Another, Another man, done, man gone. done gone. Yeah. Marie Laveau. Uh, I thought I thought maybe you were going to hit Poke Salad Annie. I didn't know. Oh, now I like me some Poke Salad yeah, Annie. Yeah, the only man. hit for... Tony Joe White. Yeah, that's right. Who also wrote... Oh, Lord, he wrote one of my favorite songs. Which one? Rainy Night in Georgia. Oh, yeah, Brooke, he did, didn't yeah, he? Sure. Raining all over the world. All over. The, and as Brooke would say, it's raining all over the world. All rear. over the world. All over the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, thank you. Thank you for the rap, uh, for the uh, fr- uh, freak mail. Appreciate it. Yes, everybody. T-Man and John at gmail.com. We want you to keep that email handy. We're going to tell you here in a few minutes what we are looking for for the next mm-hmm. episode. But in the meantime, I think it's too hot in here. It's I gotta... time for rapid fire. Okay, now pause it because I'm going to explain this to you like you explain things to me. Okay. Okay. This is a one rapid fire question. Ooh. One question. Okay. Because I don't think you'll get all the answers to it. Okay. I don't. But I'm going to hit you with it anyway. Okay. I'm going to hit you with a song title, and it's one word. Oh, crud. Okay? I want you to tell me how many people (laughs) charted in the top 40 with this title of a song. There's only one word. The song only has one word? It only has one word. There are no subtitles to it. None of that. Can you tell me how many people did do it? I can. Okay. So go ahead and hit it again. All right, it's time for it's time for there. rapid fire. Lady, there were seven people that hit the top forty. Oh, seven with a song called "Lady." Kenny Rogers. Okay. Commodores. No, now see that has a subtitle. Oh, now come on. That, I just said that. that I didn't no know that subti- had a subtitle. Yeah, you bring me up. LRB. Okay. Lady, lady, sticks. Yep. Lady. She's my, she's my lady. I'm thinking of Sammy Davis Jr. I can't think of anything. Of oh, man. Hey, thanks for bringing your lady by for me to meet her. Lady. Everybody else is yelling the other songs right now. I don't know. Lady. There's L- definitely one you're missing. Yeah, that you should have known. sure, probably. So you come up with three? Lady Sticks, LRB, Kenny Rogers. Yep. Commodores, which are not Commodores. All right, fine. Well, keep the damn Commodores in there. All right, I got half of them then. Um, okay, give me some quick clues. Okay, quick clues? Yeah. Okay. Big guitarist. 
No, I can't help you. Okay. Okay. Soulful band. Big soulful band. Late seventies, early eighties, big soul. Uh, they had a soul song band. called "Lady." Yes, sir. How big a hit was it? Went to twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah, you got me. Okay, I knew you wouldn't get the one from nineteen ninety-six. That was that went to number ten for D'Angelo. I knew you wouldn't get. Nah, that Nah, you one. got me on that one yeah. for sure. Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz had a song called "Lady" in two thousand five. Totally missed that one. Yeah. Okay. Mid tempo, in typical Kravitz fashion. Okay. Uh, the whispers. Really? Yeah, in 1980. And this Man, is a, I don't remember that one. And this is another and one. Goes on was all I remember. Yeah, and day. this is another one I didn't think he would get because it only went to 39, but it was 1967. Uh, uh, 1967. The band's uh, where, where did the solo song go? singer? Where did the song go? It Lady went to, went to 39. Are you crying, Lady? No, that's woman. That's woman. <laughs> do you? Are you crying, woman? Do uh, you need it? Uh, wow. Peter and Gordon or something. Uh, you give up? Yeah. Jack Jones. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I'm happy I didn't link that one. Right. But I'll give you the Commodores because you whined <laughs> enough I whined. to get four out of eight. All right. Jeez. Very Commod- good. I sat right here and I said, no subtitles. I thought you meant like you can't, if it, if it, I didn't know that it had to be just the word. Okay. It, just the word was, lady. That was it. I'm running controls. With lady. Hello, lady. It's Jerry Lewis, 1960. <laughs> and, the, and the caddy. Oh, God. All right. Watch your footnote for uh, Prince. Did you think the Prince footnote? Did you look it up as to where it's from? Oh no! I didn't know. I didn't find it. He had another footnote. What was that? Yeah. What was that? Did you write it down? I wrote down S P R K. S P. I don't know what the hell that is. Now you don't even know what it is. Dang gummit! I have to listen. That means I have to listen to this. Hey, I wanted to tell you something and let everybody else know about it too because it's. I almost laughed. Uh, YouTube is now accepting our podcast. We're on YouTube. Well, one of them is on there. I'm going to tell you why I didn't put any more on there. They are strict with copyright stuff. Oh yeah, they'll they'll ban the crap out of well, everything. Okay, and you'll so get strikes. So here's what here's what that's why I didn't load anymore. Gotcha. Here's what the options are after you load it. If you're in violation, boy, was I getting emails the other day. It's like, oh my god, what? Who's out there? The you know, freaking Kremlin. I mean, who's who's like looking me up with this thing? Um. They give you three options for the songs that cannot be in the podcast. You either trim it, mute it, or edit it out completely. I've had that when we did the Jacksonville Jukebox, when we put songs on, and they would go, no, you're not going to play that one. And the other ones would go, hey, you're demonetized, but we'll, yep. you can play it. So I'm like, okay, well, then what is the sense of them approving our podcast? Why? Right. I mean, half of our podcast is song snippets. Right, and a lot of people are okay with demonetizing and saying, hey, you're not making any money on this, but um, you can play the song. Now there are people who will say, you don't play any part of our song. That would be the Beatles, yeah, Led Zeppelin, yeah, Eagles. yeah. They're the three of the major ones right yeah. now. So I see, think. it's like, okay, well, yeah. yeah, all right. So needless to say, <laughs> we won't be doing much on YouTube. <laughs> when we do our spoken word. Oh, oh that was it. Spoken that, that's word. That's the SPK. That was it. Spoken. What was the song? You know, when you, on there? when you hit Van Morrison, 
Yeah, and at Coney Island. Yeah. Where the crack is good. Oh, I thought at that point, I'm thinking, oh, dear God, he did not include Telly Savalas on here. <laughs> if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, I, we're not going to play it. If a picture paints a thousand words, yes, he re- why can I paint you? He did a cover of If by Bread in 1975. But you have to see the. Okay, can you post that on the on our page? I, I guess if I have to, please do because people yeah. need to see this. This is absolutely god awful. Oh, you did post. Uh, yeah, evidently you posted uh, share. I posted Greg Allman. The Greg Allman singing Midnight oh, Rider while share oh, danced. Uh, there was cheese coming out of the side of the monitor oh, so at that bad. point. It was so. It bad. was so bad. But Telly Savalas, it's worth it's worth a look because uh, of the lovely lady, <laughs> of the lady who's in the video, and he's smoking all the way he's through. Like, it. I mean, if she was really there, she'd been <laughs> coughing and waving the. Smoke out she of her sure mouth. as hell would. And they she have would, this. She very, I mean, she's attractive enough. She'd have died of cancer after that video. <laughs> <laughs> Secondhand smoke. Told me never saw her again. <laughs> that was it. It's worth. It's worth watching. And please post that. Tony. Oh, okay. Our friends on social media need to see Telly oh. sing. If a picture paints a thousand words, then why can I paint you? Okay, orgasm with Prince. That is vanity. It is vanity. That is vanity. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought I knew that. It's vanity. I thought I remembered that yeah. sound. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, the Moaning, <laughs> is that a vanity, recorded in 83 for the unreleased track. Hang on. You're going to love this. It's for the unreleased track, Vibrator. <laughs> uh, vanity is credited as She Knows. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, so. Of course. Yeah, the he guitar- was weird. The guitar sound on Orgasm is a sample of a feedback guitar solo from a previous Prince track, <laughs> Private Joy from Controversy. Of course it was yeah, on Controversy. Of course it was Private Joy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Prince could get a little weird, couldn't But he? that Telly Savalas thing, I'm, I'm telling you folks, it's god-awful. I wish they could have got together, Prince and Telly. Yeah, there you go. That would have been good. That, but it's god-awful Cream, by Telly. get on top. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Nikki. Oh no! Cover of a mag- yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But he, <laughs> but his version of "If" by Bread. Oh dear God! Oh, I'll post it on the T Man and John, the Music Freaks Facebook page later. Yeah, it's god awful. It went to number one in England. Number one. Well, I am not shitting you, John. That's why we number one? That's why we revolted, right? Oh, well, that's why I had that to go and, look it up. That and food. <laughs> I had to go look it up. I mean, bar- we, we revolted over barbecue. That's oh, how we got our independence. It I was know. Over barbecue. It's time. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's Just- not. It's not. No, actually, you know what it's time for? Time to get the heck out of Dodge. It's time for Kim. Oh, it's misheard lyrics. It is. Oh. What is she hearing now? It's Kim's misheard lyric. Oh, uh-huh. you're going to love this one. It's a gem from 76. Yes. Uh, am I right? Yeah. 74. Five, seventy-six. Well, it's Sir Elton, and you know a lot of his words, a lot of his lyrics, yes. they're hard to understand. He's made many misheard lyrics. He has episodes, and we have another one right now for you. Here we go. Right after the Philadelphia Freedom Park. Yep. Yeehaw to a man, and now here's Kim's misheard lyric. Here's the line right here. That's it. Give me Give peace me. of mind. My daddy, my daddy never, never had. had. Kim says. That's not what she heard. Hmm. She heard. <laughs> replacing one word changes this whole line. <laughs> Give me peace of mom. My daddy never had. Shake, shake, shake your booty. <laughs> A peace of mom. 
my daddy never had. <laughs> The longer it either, it, it either goes to the Prince song, yeah, <laughs> or it goes to Timothy by the Buoys. Yeah, We're not sure exactly go. what's happening. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, well, oh hey, what's the future episode? We're getting near July the fourth here, so uh, we're gonna hit you with this. We want to hear your top three songs. One has red in the title. One has white in the title. One has blue in the title. Come up with your top three red, white, and blue tunes and email us. Man and John at gmail.com. We're going to have a celebratory, I guess it'll be July 5th because that's when we're recording it. But, we'll, uh, yeah, it'll we'll, still be around the Independence Day thing. We're going to party like it's the 4th of July. Though. Babe, yeah. and I mean that. <laughs> Red, white, and blue. You and your lady, man. I hope you have uh, a great night. We made it through episode 38. Holy cow. We did with an orgasm, <laughs> with a piece of mom dad never had. And Telly freaking Savalas. If a picture paints a thousand words, why baby, can't I paint why you? Why can huh? I paint you? Because eh. I, I don't have the brushes because I got S- a smoke in my hand. I got a smoke, but normally it's a sucker. Ciao, baby. <laughs> As Telly would say. Ciao, baby. Ciao, baby. Oh. See you.